Hey everybody, I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decided to pair them. We think you should too. Welcome to Table Hops. Hello, Steven. Hello, Chris. How are you? <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> is that your Stephen Hawking voice? It is. <laughs> man. Uh, what a crazy two weeks, man. Dude, it's been nuts. I feel like... It's been 2020 a lot longer than two weeks. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like so much stuff is... I, I don't know how to describe it. It feels like not January, like middle of January. Okay. It feels That's like fair. it's been a long time. Gotcha. Oh, I'm dizzy now. <laughs> Too old to do this. Too Chris. old to do this. Too old for TikTok. That's the name of this episode. All right, man. How are things going with you? chilling dude yeah you know um still january it so is we're still like getting back into the swing of actual life but it's uh, it's tough yeah. it's tough going from the holidays back to normal life yeah i have had a very good beer this week that i wanted to share with you okay it's another by triple crossing okay so it's another one of their hazy ipa line mm-hmm. um it's called the last broadcast okay and it is super delicious so it's a mix of mosaic, Nelson, Citra, and Galaxy hops. Oh, yeah, that's every single well except Eldorado. Mm-hmm. I like Eldorado a lot. Yeah. I haven't seen it a lot recently. I don't know if hops are seasonal, but this well, was very plant, delicious. right? So. It, it is a plant. Tis a plant. However, it seems like every, mosaic and Citra all year round, no right. problem. Right. Um, but yes, it's very good. And I was talking to uh, Kevin, the owner of Grape and Gourmet, that. When they did a poll to have one brewery represent each region mm-hmm. for the region of basically us up through D.C. and a little bit of Maryland, Triple Crossing was chosen as our representative brewery. Oh, interesting. So, because for all what? their beers are so, I don't remember the publication, but it was like, choose one and it's just like the map of the area. Gotcha. So, they chose one just to represent the area and they were, uh, it was the highest rated one. So, there it is, Triple Crossing. Interesting. Out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, how about you? Any new beers or tasty beverages? Um, or just ones that you've had recently? I had the um, the uh, Jort Theory Oreo. Oh, yeah. Another one of the, the, the Milk Stout. Yeah. What is it called? Chaos? Uh, Black Celebration? That is it, isn't it? Black Celebration Oreo, Oreo Edition. Yeah. yeah. Super good. You know, it tastes like a Oreo cookie. Yes. I was... I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like... I need to try this again. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's Oreos. It, yeah, it takes so like good. an Oreo thing. Related, barely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, to Oreos. I had an Oreo the other day, and I guess I've been spoiled by double stuffed Oreos, but a regular stuffed Oreo is sad. Is I it, opened is it, it up, too much cookie to cream ratio? Like, it's like, it's just a, like the smallest stamp sized amount of frosting that mm-hmm. connects the two cookies together. I think now I think double stuffed is normal. But a regular one is is very sad. Okay, it's it's about the size of my thumbnail. Oh, that's yes. unfortunate. It is. It is. Anyway, <laughs> if that was the low point of my week, that's not so bad. Yeah, that, I've I've had worse weeks. <laughs> my Oreo doesn't have enough frosting. <laughs> oh, I had uh, sour monkey. Oh sure. Yeah, I had yeah. a um, yeah last Friday. I just had like a paint and chill night and uh, just drank a six pack of sour monkey and yeah. Oh, I saw some day. of your pictures on there. Yeah, the painting and stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Paul left some sour monkeys here. So anytime you come over, you want a sour monkey. I'm not going <laughs> to. You don't like them. sour monkey? I don't. I like golden monkey. 
Okay. I don't like That's sour fair. beers in general. But speaking of which, we should do this live. Uh, I have three very, very old sour beers, and oh, I think they're Lord. probably bad. I know they're very expensive. What kind of sours <laughs> are they? Fuck if I know. We should just try it. We okay. should do it live to just get our gut reactions to it. That's unfortunate. It's going to be bad. So if you guys are interested, <laughs> be sure to follow Beer, and we'll uh, have that eventually. I haven't had any new beers except for that one. That one kind of like overshadowed anything I've had. I had like some of the, um, oh goodness, Oscar Can Pack. Because oh, I, really, okay. I really like yeah. like uh, their pale ale. And they're, okay, I forgot how good their Good Night is. That Red Imperial. Oh, one yeah. In the green can. That's so good. It's been like what I've been looking for is just that sort of traditional style IPA. They have one called the Piner or Pinner and is a throwback IPA. I don't know hmm. what makes it a throwback IPA, but I didn't find it particularly good. And then they had a hazy one. I'll probably have to look that up really quick and say it. Tunnels like an idiot. Hazy <laughs> Oscar Blue. Cannabis. The Cannabis Hazy IPA. So it's pretty good. Uh, I would definitely recommend checking out that 15 pack. Nice. Um, of brews yeah um i also had the uh vasen hyborian galaxy um it's there (laughs) (laughs) is that the code word (laughs) um well you know they vasen always has all those like weird like can art thing uh where it's like an animal that's like it's like a constellation type thing um, anywho, this was their collaboration with uh, Final Gravity. Oh, cool! Um, it's a it's a dipa with eight percent ABV, and like mid twenties IBU. Okay. Um, so not like super crazy hoppy, but it was good. I've never had anything from Final Gravity. They're okay. A, they're a smaller Richmond beer. Sure. Richmond brewery. Is, is Vossen also in Richmond? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because I'm finding it on Untapped, but it just says America. <laughs> <laughs> it's not any more specific. Yeah, Va- Vossen is in Richmond as well. They're okay. um, they're in Scott's Edition, actually. Okay. Yeah, it was great. It was nice and smooth. It was definitely more tart than bitter. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. But it was good. I think it's got mosaic and citra. Uh, that uh, dog chorus, I had a friend and um, she just wanted to try it. She's like, I don't like IPAs, but I'll try this. And she really liked it. And I'm like, yeah, there's a big difference between a hazy. Like what you're con- when you hear the word IPA, you're thinking like, hoppy bitter crazy right. like piney but there are other types right so it's kind of opened the gateway to the <laughs> hazy juices uh but yeah so that was really it for the for the beer this week for me but i would definitely check that one out sad news is uh grape and gourmet is going out of business but all their growler fills are really cheap right now so mm. that's why i picked it up i will probably pick up more they're not going out of business they're retiring i don't know if there's a difference there <laughs> No, they're going. They're closing. They're, they're closing shop. They're yes. closing shop, <laughs> but not for lack of sales. Just because they're just right. dunsies with with the with the right. thing. When they were not very clear about what they, I'm like, do you have another shipment coming? He's like, maybe. It's like mm, okay. <laughs> I think they're just sort of playing it close to the chest right now. Playing games recently? I did. I played City of Kings solo, nice. and I actually enjoyed myself. Look at you, <laughs> I know. Not a big solo game fan, but but for this game, for some reason, I'm just like, oh, this is a lot of fun played it about two or three times and yes i played three times exactly because i won really well the first intro mission mm-hmm. then i got my butt kicked in the second mission and then i realized what i did wrong so i did it correctly the third time how many 120s did you have just one just That's one all you need <laughs> <laughs> but i was drinking it the one i lost well <laughs> so there it is yeah oh uh, yeah but it's a super fun game um it's a good mix of puzzling and um 
The story is deep. Like the, the story is well written, but it's right. all in the cards. Like you just you're reading the cards and reading the story to yourself. Right. right. Um, there's a lot of cool mechanics to it because besides your main hero, which runs around exploring, flip over tiles, you know, like an mm-hmm. exploration RPG kind of thing. You also con- each player controls a worker, and that worker goes to different locations and harvests different resources. Okay. Which you bring those resources back and sort of a supply, and you can spend those to get equipment for your character. Gotcha. So you're kind of running two things at once, or if you're playing solo, four things at once and all the baddies. Right. But it's pretty neat. Um, all the care, all the enemies you fight are randomly generated each time. Okay. So you have a you have a sack of like abilities, like acid arrow or lightning blast or something. Sure. And the card when you draw the enemy, it's like oh, it gets two green ones. So you shuffle the bag, you draw two green chips out, and those are its abilities. Okay. So Got you it. never know the combination you're going to get. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes the combinations screw each other, and sometimes they work really well right. together. Right. So it's pretty cool. Uh, you never fight the same person twice. Speaking of uh, kind of fantasy RPG games, mm-hmm. um, the Return to Dark Tower is that on yes, Kickstarter? That's right. I signed up on Kickstarter for it. Yeah, just to get little alerts. So, um, so it's uh, from Restoration Games. Yeah. Apparently, they spent like something like ten years wow. redoing this game. Um, now, Restorations are the guys that made Fireball Island, right? The remake. Of the Fireball. remake of Fireball yep. Island. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. So they're the ones. That that's kind of what they do. Yep. Yeah. Restoration. Restoration. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so it's it's really like a three part game. Okay. There's the tower, mm-hmm. which is this mechanical marvel. Yeah. Because um, instead of just being like a cube tower, right? Each of the sections are mechanized. Okay. So it'll actually it counts the cubes as it goes in, and it uses that to randomize like which door opens. That's um, so nice. And which which cubes like fall down. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's all light up, and there's removable sections, and it's all cool. I am very excited, because I, I will be honest, I'd never played it growing up. I'd, I've heard rumors of this Dark Tower, but right. I've never played it. Well, I've heard it's a completely different game. So, well, like, it, it has, like, feels of the original game, but okay. they've made it modernized. Is there a tower? That's what I was just describing. Is it dark? Yes. Then that's close enough for me. <laughs> so there's there's the mechanized tower, and then there's the app. Oh, okay. So the app is, it's kind of like the uh, app in um, the Journeys of Middle-Earth. Okay. Where it, it's kind of running. Required to, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the board itself is is where, um, that's where you're like controlling areas and things like that. Okay. So. so when you say it's completely different than the original, did they just sort of use today's technology to make things a little easier to run without having... Yeah, such and, a clunky and, tower, or? and they also just made like game mechanics modernized. Oh, that makes sense. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, looks cool. Pretty exciting. We saw it, we saw it at PAX. Um, oh, cool! It looks, it looks super pretty. I didn't get a chance to play it. But. Right, sure. I'm sure there was a big draw, like yeah. like when Fireball Island yeah. was, came out. How much would you be willing to pay for such a game? Uh, I think a game that of okay, it's hard for me to tell without like actually seeing it. But from what you're describing, it it has a big mechanized piece that also was electronic Mm -hmm. i would assume the msrp and it's probably 60 okay but again i haven't seen how big this tower is let's say the tower is 14 inches tall that is about this big everyone look yes and the board is or is it just a board and pawns or is there uh there are hero miniatures and cardboard chits for monsters okay uh Okay, I would. Okay, maybe I'll pump it up to eighty then. Okay. Yeah. 
So on Kickstarter, yes. this is going for 130. Oh no. <laughs> the MSRP yes. is 180. Okay. Well, Fireball Island was kind of like that pretty high too, right? Fireball Island was pretty high. And now it's selling for what, 60? Like I've seen it at places for not as much as it was. Yeah. So, so. it's still like probably two thirds of what? Because I think Fireball Island came out with a $90 MSRP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, and then the like full get everything uh, adventure pack with all of like the mini, the monster minis and all that. Oh, okay. Is like two thirty. Wow, wowie! <laughs> That's expensive. But they, you know, they're they've already funded. They're at like eleven million or something. They're like not that. worried so, about it. Yeah. It's ready to go. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely check it out. I'm excited. Um, yeah. It was definitely on my list of things to check out. And any of you guys who played the original Dark Tower, be sure to give a look at that and tell us what you think. Another game came out today. Or- Can- well, game adjacent. Okay. Oh, game adjacent. Yeah. Right. Um, Twister. <laughs> so, this uh, this company we were just talking about earlier, actually, before we started recording, um, Hero Forge. Okay. So, Hero Forge is a company that came out probably two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Their whole big thing was at conventions, they would scan your face and you could put it onto a mini. Yep. I've right? seen those. Um, so, and they have an online... Um, mini creator that you can you know change your race and you know different features and weapons and stances and all that that's pretty cool and then you can have them printed or you can download the stl and print it yourself oh neat okay very cool now here's the twist here are hero forge 2.0 launched on kickstarter and it is full color miniatures holy crap yeah so they're printing full color miniatures where you you can set colors and you can do like blending techniques and washes and and the whole nine Um, how does this work uh, so uh it's done with a manufacturing technique called sts printing okay um so instead of printing with um like a vat of resin or a spool of plastic um it actually has a big vat of powder okay okay and then what happens is the nozzle comes in and it sets the resin down in the powder where it needs to. And there's another nozzle that, or another four nozzles that bring in the color. So you're, okay. you're CMYK. Um, huh. Very, very interesting. Very advanced. Um, yeah. You know, I, when they first teased it, I was like, how are they going to do that? And they came out with it and it, it looks sweet. Looks pretty cool. Um, so their, their minis right now on their Kickstarter pricing um start at 39 dollars. okay for a mini for a fully customized colored mini fully customized colored mini yeah okay um and then their regular price are going to be 50 okay so yeah if you have like yeah not terrible that's not no um do you think some people would prefer just to not go the color route because they like to paint them and just i think so. or is it a different look but, altogether but i well so it's very glossy okay it's very glossy mm-hmm. um so there are a couple things I don't like about it. It kind of has this weird, like powdery texture. That's what my next gloss. question was. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like when you paint, you you end up hiding a lot of like the imperfections. Sure. Which is nice, but since it's being printed in color, it's you know the the color's impregnated into the resin. Right. And so you're still left with some of the the powdery yeah feel to it. Do I think it's worth forty bucks? If I had a character that I've been playing with 
forever Mm -hmm. maybe but i think at the same point like just me i'd rather paint it sure right but i'm not the customer correct right i do know some people that really like having a miniature but they get someone else to paint them because they just don't like painting yeah um so this might be something good and when you look at when you look at like commissioning somebody to paint a miniature for you this is cheaper it's it's about well it's about about the same same? price yeah 50 bucks okay fair enough fair enough um it's it's about the same price and i think the the difference is here is that you're creating it right right it's pretty cool it's not you're saying hey i want you know this to be tan and you know my screen my skin to be green mm-hmm. instead you're actually like individually selecting it's almost like painting i like, say it digitally that's pretty cool um but it's all like slider based and um and they have presets too so if like you use one to like get one and print choose it, one and go yeah because yeah. yeah. i remember back in the day when when 3d printing was kind of newer and people were making these action figures like make yourself as an action figure kind of thing right and they would do that but they had this like fuzzy texture to them almost like they looked they they were colored and they were printed on there but they looked like a chia pet before it grows its oh it had it had like that weird like flocking yeah to it. i don't know if that's yeah yeah so that that is like early sts printing right okay yeah but it's the same technology just it's the same technology but now they're able to impregnate ink into it okay they're much finer it's much cheaper okay which is like a big thing right. it's still outside of like um prosumer level right um but it's it's uh, let's put it this way it's cheap enough where they can purchase five machines to be able to run it Mm -hmm. you know and they're making their money back yeah and Mm -hmm. you you know their their printable areas are huge and when you're talking about printing minis Mm -hmm. like they can print something like 120 in one on one one batch yeah pretty cool and i guess so i guess they can also do like minis of different scales and yeah you can get a huge character or a big dragon or and obviously, you you would pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. So I'm going to order a life sized miniature of you. So it's not miniature; it's just another Steven. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Um, are you selling your house? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the, I'm going to live inside this miniature. Let's, regular let's think about Steven. it, right? So a regular miniature is 28 millimeters. Uh-huh. You know, times that times. Oh, I don't know, ten thousand. <laughs> Um, and so you'll, you'll hit 400k. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, I need to buy another house and sell that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Pretty cool, man. Yeah. What a world we live in. It's the future. It is the future. It is. Who, who would have thought? 2020. 2020. We're living inside printouts of each other. <laughs> <laughs> With all this advancement in technology, we're talking now about... <laughs> closures and layoffs hooray yeah it's uh not a great way to start the new year but this is when it happens well i have to say though like it's been happening Mm -hmm. yeah like i think you know put on my economic hat for a minute Mm -hmm. um we're heading for a recession okay like without a doubt there's there's upsy downsies yeah and this is the downsies yes we are we are on the downsies Mm mm-hmm as you would say mm-hmm. being the expert economic <laughs> person that i am um and i think you know the past year i mean we've seen quite a few things of like places closing um you know we've talked about it in a couple episodes of like local breweries closing sure we've seen game companies kind of shutter their doors entirely both in the video game and the board game industry right it's tough yeah you know the recent one with fantasy flight games laying off 
with their entire RPG department and then their entire interactive department. What's the interactive part? Is that like the apps and stuff they do for the games? Or? So interactive just handles or just was handling the Lord of the Rings card game. Oh. Yeah, their apps are all held done through a separate entity. Okay. Yeah. Why is it called the interactive department? Because they because the final the Lord of the Rings card game is an interactive game. It's, well, it's a digital would... game. Oh, it's a digital game. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you just meant like the. No, it was a card game. Yeah, the, it, it came out last year. Okay, year and a half ago, maybe eighteen months ago. But yeah, that so that that game is likely not getting any further updates unless FFG decides to outsource it. Okay, and then the RPG stuff is, which is sad, is just gone away. What um, was their biggest? RPG? Were they doing the Shadow Star Road? Wars? Oh, the Star Wars one, right? Star Wars RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, Legends of the Five Rings was kind of eh. Yeah. Uh, but the Star Wars dice thing, you know, right. It's great. And they just came out with that, that huge re-release of the first edition. Right. Which right. Which blows the my D6 mind. The D6 yeah. series. But they didn't originally make that, did they? Somebody no. else did that. No, but they had the licensing and they had redone it and they were coming out with second edition and like doing, um, they were working on all the stuff and then. Uh, just dropped it? Yeah. Did well, they I, sell it to someone else? No. It's no. just a drop project. Yep. Not going to happen. Just laid them off entirely. Second edition not coming out. No. Not coming out. Boo. Which is unfortunate. The other crazy thing. So FFG obviously is owned by Asmodee. Mm-hmm. And Asmodee doesn't have any other RPGs in their arsenal. So expect them to pick up somebody. Okay. You know. Yeah. Probably pick up... Probably Catalyst would be my guess. Okay. Um, Catalyst does all the Battletech stuff. They do Shadowrun. They, they do all the like IP heavy games. Okay. I was talking to my friend Tobias because he's running um, the Star Trek RPG by mm-hmm. Modifius, mm-hmm. who also now owns World of Darkness. Yeah, and he said like when they, that came out, like it had a lot of it was twenty eighteen twenty late twenty seventeen early twenty eighteen when that game came out, something like that, something like that, so yeah. about a couple years ago, and it was big because everyone liked the system so much and. But now it's like apparently hard to find the materials and yeah, you know, I, I think I think they only did a single print run of that. Yeah, and and they never did a reprint. Sure, to my knowledge. Well, they have the big board cube boxes that they're still selling, but you have to get them from Modifius. Right. So I don't know if it's just a distribution thing or if it's not selling enough for them to. Well, it's probably like their stash, and that's it. Okay, you know, gotcha. Because um, they're UK, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. And the GW have the big Games Workshop. Yeah. Is the the big news where they're changing the distribution rules to where now? So they had, I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's some like starter game. It's like a board game version of Warhammer, Warhammer. basically. Okay. Um, that was exclusively in Barnes and Noble. Well, fun fact: Barnes and Noble isn't like a globally known entity. Okay. Like right in the United States, sure, sure. but kind and of, even then, it's I feel of, like they're kind of going the Walden Books route, like they're. They open up that new one here, but when I was talking to the staff, they're like, well, the owner of this branch, like, he designed it kind of as a last huzzah, and if it doesn't do well, it's like a test run. It's it's a concept store. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so they're putting it in Target. That makes sense. Which um, is very interesting. Obviously, Games Workshop is a United Kingdom-based company. Sure. And Target is big over in Europe as well. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to be able to distribute locally there as well. Okay. Somehow... Though that change specifically caused like a dozen people to lose their jobs, hmm. <clears throat> absorbing departments or I, I guess. getting rid of positions. I, I don't know if like logistics is easier now or something, but it seems or if Target has its own team to replace that right. people. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, it sucks. 
Um, are they just going to be distributing that, like their offshoot board game kind of things like that? It doesn't yeah. seem like a place you'd buy your Warhammer minis. <laughs> no, no, you, you won't be buying Warhammer minis right, there. Right. Um, but you'll buy you you know Warhammer Quest and Adventure Card Game, mm-hmm. and then the the base like it's called like Ultramarine or something like that. Like, okay, like the their forty k light or whatever. Yeah, it's like their board game version of of Warhammer that'll all be available in Target. Okay, so yeah, it's what it is. I guess yeah. you know it's um, it's it's bad for the people who lost their jobs. I think overall it's going to bring more you know exposure to Warhammer than Barnes and Noble would. But, oh, certainly, yeah, certainly. You know the the Barnes and Noble game section is huge, mm-hmm. but it's um, I feel like it's poorly curated. I feel like in, in just in general, like their their selection has all well, it's always been Asmodee games. Yeah, so whatever they have, right. right? Uh, that's like they were always like the big Imperial Assault people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting a lot more models, so a lot more like um, Gunpla and oh um, yeah, I've seen like, that stuff too. Uh, uh, Kotobukiya models, mm-hmm. and then they've got like the Steve Jackson stuff. I mean, you have to right, right? and then all of the uh, Hasbro stuff, of course. Sure. The you know the Wizards of the Coast, Avalon Hill stuff. And so with the uh, what one set away Magic collection that you can buy, like from the right. set earlier, right. <laughs> So yeah, I don't you know I don't know I I um I kind of like getting my games from well besides my local game store Barnes and Noble I like checking it out because it's a bookstore and I kind of like bookstores and there's a lot less bookstores than there used to be sure so like with, with books a million and all them and but I don't know they just you know they go under people well, aren't reading books yeah tis the season <laughs> our kids are gonna be like books one of those yeah. Well, you're everything on, on, on your iPad now. I do. I'm looking at it right now. I'm right. looking at my phone right now. It's what it is. You know, I, it's just, you know, we were talking a couple episodes ago. I got back into Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Right? I bought most of my books digitally. True. Right. You know, so that way I can have it on my tablet and just. And I'm the same way, like with my D&D stuff. Like I have the physical books just because I like it. But at right. the table, I use the digital one. Yeah. Because I can search the document without having to flip through a thousand pages. Well, not only that, but it's like, I hate to be this way. Right. Books are for the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, that's the name of this episode. Is books are for the bathroom. Books are for the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? Or like, I'm getting ready to, like, I need something to, like, put me to sleep. Right. Right? I can see that. But otherwise, like, I, I don't, I'm already carrying enough stuff with me to the game store. Right. I don't want to have to carry four books, books with me. No. And they're hefty. It's hefty. like going to school again. Yeah. And the cool thing, too, it, not to get off subject but the, the cool thing about the new warhammer stuff is that when you buy the digital books you get access to all the rules inside the app so when you're right. building, you're building your army you right. have access to all the special rules um which you know i'm fine and that's and, cool and they're auto updated i don't you mean i buy this i buy this once and it's just it sure update itself yeah right. yeah i like that too um like again, just I always go back to D and D because it's a similar yeah. thing. But D and D Beyond's the same way. You buy the book digitally, and it unlocks the rules yeah. on their website. The only thing I don't like about D and D Beyond mm-hmm. is it's the same price as a as physical. the physical book. Yeah. And my thing is, it's like, and I, I've yapped about this before. I'm like, remember in school, you get you buy the textbook because you have to, and then there's a code where you can right. access it digitally. Yeah. Why hasn't that happened with D and D books? I have the physical copy. Right. But apparently it's just because D&D Beyond is one company and Wizards of the Coast is another company and they right. set their own prices. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The Warhammer books are pretty much like half off. Yeah. Like the digital books are half off what sure. the retail ones are. Yeah. Or the physical ones. The bathroom books. The bathroom books. The bathroom Bibles. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. Uh, I, I was looking at some stuff about uh, the beer 
community right now. Um, I couldn't find any hard numbers for like the end of 2019 and 2020. It's too early, I guess. So I found some for the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And um, like the beer sales have, have increased steadily, not by a lot. But um, in the end of, actually, I guess this would be the end of 2017, there was a 70% increase in brewery closures. So 2% of all the breweries nationwide closed. Interesting. Um, I would I would expect that number to be higher. This year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, or just a continual thing. I know 100, what is it, 120 some odd breweries in the last one, I, the last article I read closed this year. So that's quite a few. Yeah. Um, and as we talked about in our previous ones, we had like two or three close in our area. Well, and, you know, the big one, Green Flash closed. Yeah, yeah, green, yeah that Completely was, shuttered. Yeah, the whole know? the whole company. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, that was due to embezzlement, but still. It happens. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the business, right? It is um, the season. It is the season. They talked to um, some guys from the uh, Brewers Association, uh, an economist named Bart Watson. He doesn't believe oversaturation is the, the reason because, like, Restaurants close all the time, but no one blames oversaturation of restaurants. Right. I think it it's it depends on like the size of the brewery you're talking about. So if it's like a mid sized brewery, it's you're probably gonna get most of your money from distributing. If it's a local brewery, it's gonna be about what you what your brewery has to offer, what the physical sure. location sure. has to offer. And I think the ones that we see closing just haven't been able to keep up, so people are just not being able to stay in the race. Um, I think, I think the other problem too, is I think people jump into distribution before they're ready. Yeah. People that's think fair. like, oh, I need to start canning. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause they want to compete with the mid-sized people. And it's like, well, no, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought you got to get your product right first. Right. right. You need to have something that you're known for. Right. And, and I think that's too good too. Cause I feel like a lot of breweries don't focus on just their flagships. Right. They don't have solid flagships. They just go into these weird releases right. of the special beer and here it is and right and I'm like that was neat i'm glad i did that i'm not coming back anymore you right know? exactly um they don't have something that i will consistently come back and enjoy right exactly um, yeah so i guess it basically comes down to that and then just you know being part of the community having events that people want to come to your brewery for yeah and i think some of the smaller ones they just don't hold on because they can't attract the, the people i don't know well, you know, I think obviously space is important, mm -hmm. right? I think nowadays, like, I I get what they're saying where oversaturation is not a thing, but at the same time, you have to differentiate yourself. Like, yeah. If you're a new brewery, mm -hmm. you have to do something to pull in the people that, you know, live more than a mile away from you. Correct. Yeah. And Especially when they have other choices. Right. Cartwheel distance away from them. Exactly. And, and it's tough when everyone's already thought of, like, all of the ideas. Exactly. I think it mainly says we're getting out of the, well, I think we're way past the novelty of it. Like, oh, you're opening a brewery? That's neat. Right. That's new and different. Not anymore. Right. The new and different is everything else that comes with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, the brewery that's opening with a bowling alley attached to it. Yes. They need a gimmick. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. And no doubt. pretty neat. You either need a gimmick or, or you just like, need to be good. Or the best beer. <laughs> you in just the world. need to be good. Right. Yeah. Even if, like, you just have like three really good beers. I, you don't have to have like thirty taps of crazy business. Right. But you know, I guess that's just how things go. The stronger people will stay around, and the yeah. it'll just be harder for these smaller brewery, up and coming breweries to stay afloat. Capitalism. Hey, I know about that from <laughs> City of the Big Shelters. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I don't know. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe with this amount of competition and the fear of closure, we'll just end up with the best breweries that stick around. And well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's how it works. Yeah, that's bound to happen. Yeah. You know, and I think we're gonna, you're going to see the same thing with with bottle shops. You know. Yeah, I was wondering if that's the next thing because. We, we've had a couple bottle shops, you know, change owners or shut down. And besides Total Wine, there's only a couple I can think of off the top of my head worth driving to. I think the the, the difference there is, right, like why I'm going to go to my local one because you don't offer anything that's outside of that, right? Like the only, the only reason that I wouldn't go to Bottle Box is if I wanted to drink there as well. Say that again. The only reason I wouldn't want to go to Bottle Box over any other bottle shop in the area. Because if I go to Bottle Box, I'm bound to get pretty much the same thing as anywhere else, right? And I'm not saying the Bottle Box is, like, the best. Right. But they're going to have pretty much the same beer that I can get it. Mix it up, or Bottle Craft, or wherever, mm-hmm. right? But the difference is that they there's no on-site consumption. And that's the big difference for Mix It Up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yep, now I understand. So if I wanted to go and hang out for an hour Mm -hmm. and also pick up beer while I'm there, yep, that makes sense. Then I'm going to go, right? You know, and I I think that's that's going to be a big differentiation for for bottle shops. Right? Can people come there and hang out and hang out and drink? That's going to make yeah. You you are correct. I completely agree with that. It's like it's like the whole like uh, taqueria approach. Okay, I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. I know what tacos are. So um, haciendas and the late 80s had a problem where they were popping up everywhere okay um haciendas are spanish grocery markets in case you didn't know uh, okay this. now i know okay this episode will have subtitles <laughs> <laughs> um and so they started popping up everywhere and so what they do when they had to compete against each other they started making taquerias inside of their haciendas okay so the most famous one that in the area at least is off of newtown road it's a little latin grocery store and has a taqueria inside of it that has a single table with two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> but it survived. Because, because they have that. Yeah, because it's That's, like... Yeah. And they've got some great tacos. Sure. And tacos are like grab and go, or it's like sit here and eat for two minutes and, mm-hmm. then, and then leave. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I I do think that bottle shots will have to do more of They'll that. They'll have to have a like a bottle bar kind of thing. You're going to have to have... Right. An area to, yeah, I I totally agree with that. I, I I would much rather go and hang out and then you know bring a few home. Right. Otherwise, it's just grocery shopping. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? It's like yeah. okay, I'm gonna no, come I'm in here. Gonna, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a chore, is what it is. Well, and it's like, it's not as enticing for like, oh, like, on a whim. Right. 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 It's like, oh, I'm gonna run in there and they might not have something that I want to take home. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, that was a good yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes of my day right there. <laughs> right. Um, and obviously like things like untapped come, come into play there, but they got to do something. They got to like, as much as it sucks, you got to have like events or something. Yeah, absolutely. Know? It's what it is. All comes down to having a solid product and cool events for the community to survive in the local area. Speaking of events in our local area, we have our local game night every Third Wednesday of the month, and I believe the one coming after this event is Megaland? Is that our next one? Yes. Ah, yeah, so if you like 
push your luck games that have a 2D side scrolling <laughs> theme, come check out Megaland. And that's going to be February 19th. 19th. February 19th at O'Connor's from 5 to 9 o'clock. Yeah. Be sure to check it out and check out tablehops.beer for more information. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com, leave us an iTunes review, or visit us on social media at Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games, great, great times! times.